Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is happening, everybody? I'm Larry Roberts. And I'm Sarah Losey, and this is Branded, your comprehensive guide to creative branding. And on this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about the power of a personal brand and sharing some personal experiences on how having that strong personal brand has helped us over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, this is our first episode back in the studio in a little bit, because if you guys listened to our last episode, you'll know that Larry was dying and had to (laughs) miss about a week of recording. So he's back now. And Larry, you are alive. And we're all very happy about it. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so very much. I realize that once you hit the age of 30, or maybe even 40, maybe even 50, I don't know, you can simply turn your neck and (laughs) hurt yourself severely. Yeah, man. So you know, you alluded to it. We I got on a plane. uh, What was it last Tuesday? Was it last week? It was last week. Two what, weeks what we, ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. There we go. Uh, got on a plane on Tuesday morning uh, to head to Tampa for a big speaking engagement at EO or Entrepreneurs Organization's Nerve event. Uh, it was the biggest stage I'd ever had the opportunity to be on. There were some other big time celebrities uh, that were on the stage that I would have shared the stage with. Um, but I had done something uh, coming back from Atlanta three days prior. I woke up and had some kind of weird crick in my neck type scenario. And I just kind of ignored it and chilled for Saturday and Sunday. Then Monday morning, I got up and about 10 o'clock, the back of my neck just went on lockdown. And I mean, I had zero range of motion, couldn't move, couldn't walk, couldn't even stand up straight. Uh, But being the trooper that I am, I still jumped on that plane that Tuesday morning and went to uh, Tampa and immediately went to the hospital after getting off the plane. So, so I felt myself in the hospital for several days uh, in excruciating pain. And uh, if you're ever in Tampa, uh, avoid going to go, go to Tampa General. That's supposedly the good one. But the other hospital where I went to, that's not the good one. So avoid no, that at all not. costs. So, uh, yeah, that was an interesting experience. But uh, uh, instead of getting on EO's massive stage, I was laid up in a hospital bed. So. Um, I did manage to get out and make my way uh, back to the hotel for two days where I laid up, uh, did some, tried to do some recovery there, but this has been such a long road. And then I came home last Saturday and I've essentially been bedridden ever since. So uh, starting to see some significant progress and, and we're definitely getting back in the saddle, but uh, it might be a little bit before we're hundred percent. Slow, but steady. We're waiting for you. But- well, thanks. One of the things I know that we wanted to talk about was with the power of personal branding, what actually happened once you ended up back at Nerve? Because you did you did stop by there because you weren't able to do your presentation. You actually had someone do it for you. But yeah, and I got to give mad props something... to Mark Savant. So Mark, Mark just happened to be there as a content creator. He had a booth and he was interviewing attendees. 
And uh, I had known about Mark's uh, involvement in AI. I know he's dabbling and I knew he knew enough to potentially pull out this, this talk and uh, reached out to him. He stepped up and really saved the day. So he filled that spot uh, and did a tremendous job. I haven't seen any footage myself, but everything that I've heard, uh, everybody gives him high praise. So I, I got to say thank you once again to Mark Savant for doing that. And if you're not familiar with Mark Savant, check him out. He's available on all the platforms out there. Uh, he has a podcast called The After Hours Entrepreneur. So check him out. Um, but once you actually got there, you had mentioned to me something about um, you really saw the power of your personal brand because uh, even though you weren't able to do that presentation, things were still happening. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. Um, even though I didn't even go down there to the floor. Now I went back to, after I got out of the hospital, I did go to the hotel and it's the same hotel where the event was being held uh, because they were kind enough to have a room for me there to, to hang out in. Um, but once Mark took the stage within like 15 minutes, um, I, I booked seven or eight different appointments and it was just mind blowing that people were so anxious to hear me give the presentation, even with Mark, they're doing it, the power of the, the, the brand of the red hat, uh, and everything that's underneath the red hat that we've discussed over so many episodes, uh, was still significant enough to actually land appointments, even though I wasn't on the stage. And then it really got driven home, uh, the next day, which was Friday. It was the last day of the event, and um, I wanted to go down. One of the gentlemen from EO, uh, I've been wanting to meet him in person, and uh, I just <laughs> took a lot of drugs, and I went down there for lunch to get me some grub and meet with Greg, and it was so insane because as soon as I came out of the elevator and people started seeing the red hat, they were coming up to me going, oh, you you were supposed to give the talk yesterday, right? You're the AI guy, right? Oh, can you tell me about this? Oh, can, I want to talk to you about this. Oh, oh, oh. Before I knew it, I was literally surrounded by people asking me about AI and how they can work with me and how they can be a part of what we do here at Red Hat Media. Um, so much so that Greg, the gentleman I had gone down to meet, had to come in and run interference because I was just <laughs> trying to get a sandwich and go to the table and I could not make it to the lunch table to even sit down. And he came back twice. He came back with a nice little subtle hint. Hey, we're sitting in here at this table in, in, the, in the main room there. Uh, just to let everybody around me know that, hey, this guy is trying to, to trying to get to his table to eat lunch. But then after I couldn't break away again, uh, he came back and he goes, hey, let me get that for you, brother. And he grabbed my plate and grabbed my drink <laughs> and he walked it in there. And I finally everybody's like, OK, OK, we're going to let you let you go sit down. Because, I mean, I was obviously in pain, too. Uh, still limited, extremely limited range of motion in my neck. And uh, but even out of that, I scored another four appointments. So being there, just being there and even stepping on the floor, people wanted to meet with me because of the power of the brand of the red hat. So I ended up walking away from an event where I didn't even get to speak with 11 appointments. So that's, that, I thought that was pretty amazing and a tremendous testament to the actual power of a strong personal brand. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know how crushed you were that you weren't able to get on that stage. So I'm glad that something came out of it and we are there's, there's going to be many more opportunities coming up. So. Yeah. So I mean, I, I hope so. I'm, I'm actually climbing on a plane tomorrow. This is coming out. Uh, what, this is, <laughs> what is today? Sunday. Uh, Sunday. Actually, I am climbing on a plane tomorrow, even though I'm not a hundred percent because I have another massive speaking engagement. So I, I, I can't miss this one too. So uh, I'm going to drug up real good and head down to San Antonio <laughs> and, and give another talk and hope I don't uh, tweak something while I'm down there. Yeah, this one at least like I'll be in driving distance. So if I have to rescue you, I can. 
Oh, that, that that's a very good point. So now I feel a little more comfortable, <laughs> honestly. Try, yeah. It's like, I'm here if you need me, but like, try not to need me. Yeah, you know? yeah. Please don't bother me. But if you have. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd rather you just like be fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. You and me both. I promise. So. <laughs> and while this was all happening, I was at FinCon in yeah. New Orleans. And that was interesting for me, too, because it was different and the same for me at the same time, which sounds really weird, but it's like FinCon, like you're familiar with PodFest and podcast movement and how all of these podcast specific events, it's like everyone knows each other. It's kind of like that family reunion. Yeah. And FinCon was always like that for me. And I would have people even like first timers who had never been there who I knew um, they'd be talking to me and like, is there anyone you don't know? Because everyone who passes by says hi or waves, runs over, gives me a hug, keeps walking, whatever it is. And I'm just like, honestly, I probably know at least half of the people in attendance, either very personally or just like in passing. But at the same time, it was my first time attending FinCon as myself yeah. and by yeah. myself because this is my first year of being an independent like oh business owner and having my own brand so it was like everybody there knew me but I also kind of was in like a reintroduction because like they knew they didn't know my brand they only knew me as a person right which I mean the two at this point are hand in hand so it wasn't exactly a but, major change you know but. even at the same time when you were there representing a different company you had already established a bit of a personal brand yourself because I, and I was at FinCon was it last year I think it was yeah and I saw this in action and even when I would see you interact with people they were interacting with you to interact with you they didn't tend to interact with you to get more information or dig deeper into the company that you were representing they were mm -hmm. digging deeper into Sarah and wanting to know more about you and wanting to know more about what you're doing and your brand and who you are and where you're going and what you've got going on yeah, and that's why, like, it was, like, I say it was kind of a, a reintroduction, but it almost wasn't because my brand is me. Yeah. And, like, I've been very intentional about having my personal brand just be of just a on-paper representation of myself. So it was just like, oh, yeah, I just changed brand names. Like, <laughs> I basically had, like, a very minor rebranding of just the name of the company and everything else was the same. Uh, but it was cool. I mean, we, me and you put out our uh, DIY um, podcast launch workbook and I had a yeah. copy there that I got to talk to some people about. And um, that was a lot of fun. And it, it was a really it was a really interesting event. I was on a panel, which was cool, with a couple really great creators and getting to talk about some of the topics that even we've talked about, um, which was um, really fun. One of the first questions I was asked was, why is it terrible to say, um, tell us about yourself when you're hosting a podcast? And I was like, I've done whole episodes about this question. I yeah. hate this question. That's so, our favorite question to hate. But I did find, and I don't know why this surprised me, being on a panel is so much less stress. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. I don't know why I didn't start with these. That was my first ever panel. Yeah, that's, I highly recommend that if you're just getting started in your speaking career, you either go virtual, because that's a mm -hmm. lot easier than standing on a stage in front of a room of a bunch of people, oh, yeah. or you get on a panel. 
Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the event that I've got coming up in a couple of days because, well, I'm starting off the morning. I'm the morning keynote on Tuesday morning. but So I got to make it through that hump. But then I also follow that up with a panel. So I'm speaking twice, but the panel, you know, it, it, there's no pressure there because it, you're in a group of people that allows you to kind of get involved, but you don't have to carry the show. Yeah, it was really nice because I remember every event, and you've seen this out of me, every event that I go to that I'm speaking at, up until I get off the stage, like a month ahead of time, up until it's over, I am just a walking ball of anxiety. Oh, yeah. More so than normal. And this time I'm just like, all right, I'm speaking tomorrow. Huh. And like I'm sitting at lunch with a bunch of people and they're like, oh, what time do you have to be back at the uh, at the venue for your presentation? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's happening in two hours. <laughs> and I'm just so zen, just eating my beignets, <laughs> hanging out like everything's fine and get on stage. Everything's fine. I was able to answer all questions and um, interact with the people that like were on my panel with me. And it was all so great and so stress free. Yeah. yeah. I now I will throw a caveat. Often. I will throw a caveat in there. If you're moderating the panel, that adds another layer of complexity. Um, yeah. Shout out to Justin, uh, Justin yeah. Peter, Simple Pot Studios. He did a fantastic job moderating to the point that he spent so much time making sure each of us on the panel got a fantastic introduction and seemed super professional that he didn't even say his own name. Oh, wow. So the first, <laughs> like he truly didn't tell us about himself. Um, the first time he asked me a question, I'm just like, yeah, I'll answer that in a second. But first, can I introduce you? Because no one here even like got your name. So I actually interrupted to do an intro for him because he didn't do it himself. That's too but. funny. But that, that's that's tough, man, because, you know, you want to take your opportunity to shine a little bit, too, even as the moderator. But yeah. just like you said, you want to make sure that everybody that's on the panel gets their opportunity to shine as well. And it can be a little bit difficult. So if you do have the opportunity to moderate, I would recommend you sit on a couple of panels before you do. Yeah, no, but um, he did a great job. Everyone on the panel did. And this isn't what we plan on talking about, but I kind of, nope. an interesting thing was discussed and I, I want to bring it up here too. Um, one of the questions that he planned on asking and we had kind of pre-planned that this would be a conversation because of the different views of it we talked about paying to be on a podcast as a oh. guest or charging guests to be on your show and it was really interesting because two of the people on my panel come from the journalism world okay and they cannot charge yeah, yeah like no, they would get... they, they'd lose their credibility they'd lose their jobs yep they they'd cannot do job. it yeah yeah but someone else does charge and he charges a good amount of money. Yeah. And so we had like, we had that conversation of, is this the right thing to do? Should you do it? And I gave my view cause I was kind of like um, in the middle, but like, what do you think? What's yours? Man, I'm, I'm torn. I'm really torn. It, yeah. It, it, I've seen it where it's structured in a way that I kind of support it for charging to be on shows. Um, but I, I don't know. You have to disclose it if you do. I mean, if you're charging somebody to be on the show, you're essentially creating an infomercial. So from an ethical standpoint, they're paying to be on the show. They're paying to deliver their message. They're paying for airtime. They're literally buying a commercial. So your audience needs to know that. Um, you know, there's some some guesting platforms out there. We've discussed those in the past. 
uh, but some of them are, are higher profile or higher end guesting sites. And you can pay thousands of dollars and land, you know, 15 to 30 minutes with a real A-list celebrity. But what does that do for you? What does that do for you as a content creator? And what's the value proposition there for you? Is that going to do anything to build your brand? So that's the question that always resonates with me. What's that doing for me? And that sounds like a selfish proposition, but if I'm paying out So are money, you saying for charging, like, I mean, paying for the guests to come on your show? Like you're yeah, paying I'm saying for guests? paying. Yeah, I'm okay. saying for paying for guests to come on. So if, okay. if I paid five grand and got a celebrity for 20 minutes, uh, what is that doing to establish my brand? And I've seen so many times over the years, people think that the guests are going to make their show. It's going to build their brand because they have this. If I could just get this guest, this is my ideal guest. And if I land this guest, my show's going to explode and I'm going to be awesome. And I've just never seen that be the case. So if you're going to go down this path, you have to understand what the overall goal is and how it fits into your overall business plan. Because if you, you pay thousands of dollars for one guest, in order to maintain that consistency, you have to continue paying out thousands of dollars to get on bigger guests and those 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 top tier celebrity type guests. So do you have the money to invest in that? Because doing it once isn't going to do anything for you whatsoever. You're going to see a spike in your numbers most likely, but they're obviously going to drop right back down to when you start going back to having celebrities and uh, non-celebrities as your guests. Yeah, we mostly looked at it as charging to be on your show. And mm -hmm. that one, I was like, kind of in the middle on, I've never done it. I've never like paid to be on a podcast. I did pay like a skip the line fee yeah, to yeah, that's common. just, yeah. yeah, just to get my episode out quicker. Cause the wait list was so long. And uh, I was like, I don't even know what I'll be doing in a year. This might not be relevant. It was like right. 50 bucks. Oh, okay. Whatever. I'll pay it. And the guy's even like, yeah, that's the editor's beer money. Like this isn't like a big thing for us. Right. Um, if you like podcasts are expensive and it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. And it is for the creators part, it is an investment and it is an expense. I think if you're charging to like make up some of like what you're paying, I think it makes sense as long as you have the value. Cause then, like you said, it's paying for advertising. Basically it's like a marketing expense but you need to be able to back that up with like, you have the listeners, you have the views, you have all of this. And cause if you're like, yeah, pay me $500 to be on my show, you're going to get a guaranteed three downloads. No one's going to do that. Right. Like, that's not a good choice for anybody. Well, see, from, from that perspective, I'm even considering doing that with, with my upcoming show. I mean, you've I've talked mm -hmm. about DFW business builders being a show that I'm, I'm, I'm putting together. We've got the trailer put together and, if I ever get fully back in the saddle, we're going to start recording. We were supposed to start recording this past week and I wasn't able to. So, but after I do one season and show the power of the show, uh, we've discussed charging guests to come on the show because yeah. it's a very, very niche market. It's a very local market. So guests on the DFW business builders, if they're in Dallas or Fort Worth, they could gain some attention from being on that show. So that's all part of a business plan, but everybody would know that these particular uh, guests, they've paid to be on the show and they're there for, you know, talking about their business or talking about what they do for the community or, or spreading their messages or building their brands. Uh, I think as long as you take it from that perspective and you're upfront and honest, and it's part of your business plan to charge guests, then I think from that perspective, it's okay. But, you know, going back to what I was saying earlier, if you're paying for guests just to try to build your own brand, 
uh, you're kind of you're, you're you're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, I actually have a friend whose business model centers around like people pay to be on the show, and it is it's very similar. It's just in a different locate. It's a different city, different state, but they bring on businesses. But what they give them is this like highly produced, high quality video product that sure. that business can then use to market themselves. So you're basically just paying for a commercial, like a like a video crew to make you commercials. Yeah. So yeah. of course you're going to pay for that. Like, sure. You're not going to get that for free. For the, the free interviews are the ones that are on Zoom like this. Yeah. Like you're not, <laughs> yeah. there's no yeah. studio. There's no like makeup artists. Like there's just, you're sitting in your living room and you're talking to a camera. But yeah. if like, if you have it as like, that's the plan, like I think that makes total sense. But if it is just that you have a show that, that is popular and people want to be on it so that they can reach your audience, yes, you can have them pay, but you still need to be very picky and you still need to be content forward. Because if someone's like, hey, I'll pay $1,000 to be on your show and then they turn it into an infomercial, yeah, that's not good content. No. And no, you're I devaluing your show. Yeah, I love the the term that you use there, content forward. I think that has to be at the forefront of all of our thought processes, regardless of what we're doing. We have to be delivering good content in order to continue to build that solid brand. And and so many times people tend to lose focus of the fact that you're still trying to build your brand. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that content, that's that's absolutely critical. So, Yeah, if you are accepting anybody willing to pay you and letting them do whatever they want with your show, you're going to lose your show. Like you're going to lose your audience. Um, I, like I said, I just got back from FinCon and the closing keynote was Joe Salcihai who has been on the show. He's a friend of ours. And one of the things that he said is you owe nothing to anyone except for your audience. Oh. And I loved that Yeah, because yeah. like he was even talking about like with sponsorships and stuff, he's had sponsors say like, this is what we want you to say. And he's like, I'm not going to say that. Like I, my audience isn't going to resonate with this or like I owe my audience up like more than this. Right. Because it's true. Like you don't owe anything when it when you are a content creator, when you are a podcast or whatever you are, you owe nothing to anyone except for that audience because the audience is what you're working for. Like if you're going to have sponsors, you're not going to have them if you don't have an audience. If you're going to have great guests, they're not going to want to be on if you don't have an audience. Everything comes down to that audience. Always make sure you are putting that audience first and it doesn't matter how much a guest is willing to pay if they're going to basically come on and make a mockery of the show. Yeah. You have to decide if that's worth it to you. And personally, I wouldn't think it is. Well, hopefully everybody here today feels like we put them first, bring them up to date <laughs> on all of our adventures and then including this conversation, which I think is a very, very powerful conversation that we, as you mentioned, we didn't even have it planned, but hopefully some people got some value out of it. Uh, I, I missed us last week. Sorry that we weren't, weren't with you as our audience. And Sarah, well, sorry I wasn't with you as well as uh, my wonderful co-host. But uh, we'll be back in the saddle. I'll be bringing this to you each and every week, regardless of what's going on. So, Sarah, I got to say, though, uh, you cast a spell on me this morning with your amazing Harry Potter Halloween costume. This episode is going live on Halloween. I had to come in costume. I am a Slytherin through and through. Um, my dog is it. currently yeah. wearing his um, Slytherin Quidditch jersey. Um, we are a full on brand family right now. And happy Halloween, everybody. 
Happy Halloween, everybody. So if you did get some value out of, out of this episode, do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. And that way we can continue to bring you these amazing episodes each and every week. And with that, I'm Larry Roberts. And I'm a Slytherin. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.